This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're in the backyard. We're deep into the holidays at this point. The holidays are all around us. That's exciting. I hope you're taking advantage of, you know, the extended holiday hours at your favorite retailer or this sort of thing. It's a great time to buy gifts for your if you're, you know, busy or just pantry staples. I like to go like 11 o'clock at night to buy my eggs or that kind of thing. So do whatever you want. I don't care. Let's get into the podcast. Today's guest is just wonderful. It's John Milheiser. John, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Ah, thank you for having me. I love your yard. The greenery is gorgeous. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I'm not sure what to do with the weather right now because this is mm. the first episode we've recorded in a while where I can't tell if I should have a jacket on or not. Yeah, I we're... Recording this at 4 p.m., so I figured I was like better dressed warm. So yes, yeah, so you've got a, a nice layered look happening. Yeah, uh, but I walked outside with a jacket on, and there was a, a wave of warmth. Mm. But I feel like I'm going to be putting my jacket on at some point during the podcast. The sun's last ditch of warmth. <laughs> yes. Before it so I don't retires I, for the night. Don't panic if I start to put a jacket on. That'll just be part of the oh, show. Please do so. That'll be part of the show. <laughs> Keep layer, layering up. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing swell. There is something I want to ask you about. You've, you were going to record a couple of months ago. Uh, numerous times. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like the most recent you had jury duty. Yes. I did well on the interview for jury duty. <laughs> I kind of knew I was going to get it because the whole time through the inter- interview process, all the other juror applicants were coming up with excuses, being mm-hmm. like, I don't speak English. Right, right. <laughs> and they would speak perfect English in, in the hallway. <laughs> or someone would be like, I have anxiety talking to people and talking in front of people. Just this talking right now out loud is making me very nervous. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so I felt like, you know what? We're on strike. It's a good time to. The- it might be fun. Sure. To see lawyers in action, like the judge in action. She was very nice. And then it went on for six weeks, and that's not fun. Six weeks? Oh, my God. Yeah, so. Oh, what a trap. Yeah. 
Did you put in a real effort to get onto the onto jury, or was it were you just like, I'll give them my honest self and see what they'd do with it? Well, I was going to give them my honest self. Mm-hmm. I I've gone in for the uh, you know the assembly room where you wait for a little bit, and then they're like, uh, they read your number, like you can go. Right. So uh, I've always felt like a little like I didn't even make it to the next level. <laughs> so this time I was brought into a courtroom. I was like, mm-hmm. I've never been in a courtroom before. Not going right. to and. So I was like, all right, let me take this seriously. And they went around interview. It took a couple of days, maybe mm-hmm. two and a half days for the whole interview process. I had to keep coming back. And I saw they were asking people questions. And I was like, there was like 35 applicants. I kept waiting for them to come to me. I was like, oh, they're asking this and this question. I was like, what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I an actor? Am I a comedian, a writer? Like, what should I go with? And so I was like, well, I'll say actor, comedian, and then I'll prep a joke. And so I had that all ready. And then the judge, when it came time for me, she's like, all right, is anybody in your family a lawyer? I was like, my brother. She's like, okay, that's enough. And I was like, oh, you didn't ask me anything else. I was all prepared. I had a monologue. (laughs) That's all you got asked? Yeah. Wow. Or like, do do I ever talk to my brother about his cases or anything? I don't know. So it probably showed like a, a, you, a, Working knowledge of how justice works. Right. But not enough to bias you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And then six weeks. I wonder, I uh, just the summer was, I made it to that step where you're wasting an enormous amount of time in a courtroom. Right. Just the <laughs> questionnaire. But we got to a point when we went back in, this was after three days, and the judge said, uh, it's over. The defendant had made a plea or something. I mean, we all knew he was guilty. This guy was, there was some... It was a bummer situation. And uh, so it, uh, I didn't even get the chance to get called in. Mm-hmm. There was excuses galore. And the way they use time, I mean, the least efficient thing I've ever seen happen. Yeah. The in and out. and in. Did you have a lot of sidebars with the judge? So, uh, yeah. So they're like, uh, we're going to ask the jury to step out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. We had to do that plenty of times. So many. The first objection, once the case started, the first objection I heard, I went, I audibly gasped. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it just happened. Objection. Uh, but then that happened like 50 times a day. And I was like, oh, objection, really? Yeah. And then every time they bring you back in, they have to call you by number. So it's like, it takes a <laughs> Well, we had to line up in order. Right. We it's... had to like scurry up and get into line. <laughs> Another like half hour tacked on to everything. We had binders. And every time they'd be like, can we ask the jury to leave? Like your butt is flat against this flat wooden seat. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, ah. Like, yeah, it probably wasn't good for the butt, those seats. It's like terrible a, for the one butt. One woman brought in a pillow to sit on. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like a flight, bringing a neck pillow or something. What were you doing to entertain yourself in the in-betweens? Well, we weren't allowed to talk to the other fellow jurors uh, about the case. Oh, the case. What what was I going to talk to them about anyway? Nobody made eye contact once we left. Only Mm -hmm. like when we lined up or like when they were calling jurors like for attendance at the top of the day. And juror number one was always late. Always like juror one, and everybody would like look at each other and be like, that juror one, he's like delaying our day. Oh. Um, and then his wife came in and she's a famous, well, not fake, she's on TV. She's a meteorologist and she's on my local news. And I was like, oh. What? Yeah. Wait, why? I was like, just, I know you. Why was his wife there at all? Dropping off lunch and like showing her face and like say, waving to people. I was like, oh, people are showing, showing their spouses and 
one juror who's an, she was an older woman, her husband sat on the bench outside in the hallway for six weeks while she was inside. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. Because she couldn't drive herself and he just waited there and like listened to a game on his phone. Wow. And then once we were in the deliberating room where we finally got to talk to each other, she was like, I met my husband on jury duty. I saw that he was uh, probably going to be picked for jury duty. And I tried to give my best interview possible so I could get on the jury so I could like talk to him. And then we didn't talk to the trial was over. And then we started dating and got married. <laughs> that is and I was like, wow, wow, what a story to hear from a fellow juror. That is fascinating. Yeah. And for, I mean, what patience she had to wait all six weeks. Yeah. Just had her eye on him, just waiting. And that could have been a huge disappointment. Yeah. That could have fallen apart in the biggest way possible. But for what I did to keep the time pleasant while I was there, like, yeah, we would have an hour and a half for lunch. Right. And it was downtown. Mm -hmm. So I tried to romanticize this time. I never explored downtown. So I was like, all right. And it was hot. It was during a very hot summer. So I wanted to get my steps in. And so I would go down to my parked car in the Disney Concert Hall. Of course, change, I know it well. Change shirts. Change shirts. So I wouldn't sweat in oh, the same shirt. Okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> Switch into a jersey. Yeah. Grab my lunch. I, I realized my first day that I couldn't buy lunch. Lunch was, I went to Subway and Subway prices went up. I haven't been to Subway in a while, Ooh. but it was like $20. And I was like- $20 for Subway? Right. Oh no. That, oh, yeah. Boy. That's what I said. When I, she told me the price, I was like, oh no. She's like, you want it? I was like, oh yes. Um, so I, and we only get $15 a day. My mom was like, have fun getting $5 a day. And I was like, it's 15, mom. It's gone up. Uh, so I realized I had to make my own sandwiches or lunch. Right, right. And so I got a lunch pail. And then I was like, <laughs> I'm going to write a note to myself every day in my lunch pail. Oh, this is very sweet for yourself. For myself. A I little was, encouraging note. I thought my boyfriend would catch on and start to write the notes, but <laughs> that never happened. He could have at least shown up every day and waited for you outside <laughs> the court. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> so you were, what were you writing to yourself? I was like... Uh, congratulations, you're the best dressed juror. Um, do you swear to eat this salad, the whole salad and nothing but the salad? Just like juror puns. Sure, sure. And then the lunch was sitting in the car and we would you go eat it in the park? No, I, oh yeah. So the lunch was in the car, grab the lunch and then I would go to a different spot. I, would, I wouldn't plan on where I was going to eat. I would just explore. Right. And there's so many pretty downtown buildings that are completely empty. There's parks mm -hmm. that are filled with flowers and gardeners and fountains and everything's just empty because like nobody goes to the office anymore. It right. should be a hustling, bustling part of town, but I still got to see some pretty locations like uh, the um, Bradbury building. Oh, very... from, I mean, famously from Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. that, uh, that's near Grand Central Market. Right. And i found Grand Central Market like on the sixth week. I was like, oh, I should have been coming here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to suggest that. That was, that was my spot for the three days. It was, um, I don't know what else I would have done. Yeah. I don't have a lunch pail. <laughs> I, could, I guess I could have just I got mine at Albertsons for like $3. $3 for a lunch pail? Yeah, a the pricing igloo. you're bringing to this podcast, <laughs> Subway $20. At lunch pail, I would have guessed is $20. Subway should be three. Yeah. Wow. What, what does your lunch pail look like? It's like a little igloo because I would put like frozen packets in there also to keep salads fresh or the sandwiches mm -hmm. fresh. 
So it's just like a little square lunch pail. Nothing jazzy or cool from right. school or anything. In school, would you take a lunch or would you have uh, the cafeteria lunch? I would always, my mom would always make me a, a sandwich or lunch, a brown bag lunch. And yeah, then okay. she would write a note in it. Oh, or jokes. So that's sweet. where it came from. What was happening in your lunch bag? Was it just a sandwich? She would give me uh, fluff and butter, which is fluff and peanut butter. I've wanted to have one of those for the last 20 years, and <laughs> you can't have them on the West Coast. There's no fluff? There's no fluff here. Oh. It's only on the East Coast. Oh, interesting. So I, I think the closest thing here is like uh, marshmallow cream or something, which I don't think would work. Mm-hmm. So how I, I'll never be able to get one. Maybe I'll go to fluff.com. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, yeah. it's for the... <laughs> That's certainly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've never had one. So she would put a fluffer nutter in, which is peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. fluff. Yeah. Or peanut butter and jelly or turkey and cheese. And then messy apple slices with peanut butter and then like Oreos. And I, or y- yodels. You know what yodels no, are? No, what is a yodel? Or they're called ding dongs. Oh, I know a ding dong, but not not round. It's, it's like a tube, a tube, or like a French uh, or a Swiss roll. Mm-hmm. Is that what? Uh, yeah, but you call them a yodel. I yeah. I I don't know why that's in my vocabulary. That makes but yeah, sense. Yeah. That sounds like kind of a an equivalent to a ding dong for some reason. Mm-hmm. Was it the Hostess brand? Yes, it was. Why <laughs> they could have at least lined up the branding <laughs> of their own item, right? Okay, so uh, that sounds like a nice little lunch. Yeah. For whatever reason, my, I mean, my mom would pack us lunch as well, and I feel like she would put a layer of butter on every sandwich, oh. even if it was peanut butter, um, which made eating the sandwiches nearly impossible. So I was just... I, was it not good, or would it, the bread be soggy, or...? It was not good. Uh, I mean, why is there butter on... Are you, there's no peanut, sandwich she's that like, I can... peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> I feel like on a turkey sandwich there would be butter, and uh, my apologies to my mom, but uh, I can't think of a single sandwich where you would have a layer of butter. Butter, I mean, butter and jam. Butter I just started jam. doing a oh, couple years ago. Nice. Somebody a jam me. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, she must have been wanting to, like, uh, put some meat on our bones or something. Maybe it was, like, a secret. But, the, I mean, the actual effect was the sandwich was being thrown away. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, you throw it away. And I would just eat the cookies in the bag and maybe the chips. So, yeah, that was probably six years of my life when I was not eating the full, <laughs> full lunch. Um, so was the – I know you can't talk about the case. Was I it, can. Oh, you can? It's over. Yeah. They you, said, like, you can talk about it wherever you want. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been very good about not talking <laughs> about my case. I <laughs> honestly did not talk about it. Um my boyfriend plays by the rules tool. He's, he's like, I don't want to, you're not allowed to talk about it. Don't tell me. I was like, I know. And I, I was very good about it. Um, was it an exciting case? It wasn't. Um, it was a civil case, but there was some crime happening, but that didn't have anything to do with it. But basically, when we started the case, I was like, oh, this guy's a con artist. He's opening a restaurant with two brothers that just moved to the United States. He was like their landlord. And they're like, hey, we wanted to get into the bar business. And he's like, oh, I I manage a few bars and restaurants all around LA. And he's like, okay, great. So they pretty much, they're like, do you want to put money in? And he's like, no, no, no money. And there was no like contract signed. It was all oral agreements, Uh which is, you know, big mistake on everybody's part. Not a great idea. (laughs) So he had access to the bank accounts and he was like managing. And he like, the two brothers like, 
the one restaurant was doing well, they're like, all right, let's open another one. And so they opened another one with him managing, getting a percentage of like the profits once they made their money back. And after like six years or something, they were like, they got a tip that he's like been um, kicked out of bars or like embezzled money from people before, stole money. Okay. And so once they looked into that, they cut off all communication with him and fired him and also saw that he was taking like, I'll give you a number, like $6,000 out of the bank account each month. Right. Like paying himself. Right. And he said that they, everybody agreed to that, that everybody knew about that. But the brother said, no, we didn't. And the whole thing is like, the brothers had access to the bank accounts. They should have been checking and seeing that money kept missing. Mm-hmm. But they were just, who cares? Right. They weren't paying attention. And so it's Interesting like- Interesting business moves these brothers are making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're very hands off. Um, <laughs> so he was taking $6,000 a month. They were just like, who knows where they were as far as managing the business. Right. And then- He was also like buying alcohol out of people's vans for restaurants. <laughs> and that came up. And I was like, gosh. He was very guilty about like being a criminal and embezzling money. But- they couldn't prove it. There was no oh, okay. email, so we ended because up giving- he could have been earning that six grand. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. He could have we... been putting in the time. Basically, we awarded, we actually awarded the con artist guy like some money that he was what? never paid. And then basically nobody won. So it was a big waste of everybody's time. Oh, how fascinating. Yeah. And wait, where did the con artist come from? He just appeared in these men's life? He was their landlord. Like they rented oh. a house from oh. him. Oh, Wow, good for him. Yeah. And then he's finding vans all over town just full of liquor and buying it. That's an interesting case to get mm-hmm. into. It didn't need to be six weeks. They kept having more and more witnesses come in. Six like, weeks guys. feels like a real, that feels like a grisly murder case, not over like a mismanagement of a right. small business. Wow. At some point, were you like exhausted? Were you like, I'm. After like the third week, the romance of it kind of all left. And I was like, this should end. This is not. (laughs) Yeah, I had nowhere else to like tour around. I was kind of like. You've seen all of downtown at this point. My lunch bit with the notes got tiresome. (laughs) Did you write a note every single day of the thing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. Well, uh, you know, we need to talk about something else. What? I was really excited to have you here today. I was excited to come. I thought John will come over. We'll have a good time. I wanted to talk about jury duty, hear about it, and then move on with my life. I've got a lot going on. So I was a little surprised when you come kind of trotting up into my backyard, mm-hmm. holding what from from where I'm sitting looks like a gift. Oh, yeah. Uh, the podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Oh, I thought it was I Said Gifts. Oh, common mistake. I said gifts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll bring one. Um, okay, well, that, that feels fine then. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's obviously just a huge mistake on your part. And uh, now, I mean, we have this gift here. Hmm? It's beautifully wrapped in kind of a hologram paper. Should I open it here on the podcast? I would love that.
Okay, let's get into it here. This is, you know, uh, sometimes you get a nicely wrapped gift on this podcast. Sometimes you get a grocery bag. Sometimes it just comes out of somebody's purse. So it's nice to see a decently wrapped gift. I'm going to... Ooh, and even the ribbon didn't cause me any trouble. Save the ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) I love the ribbon. Um, Okay, here we go. Annalise is coming. Got some nice. Ooh, I like this wrap. Has like a nice. It's thick. It's strong. Yeah. You can reuse it. Save the paper. Use it as a clothing (laughs) jacket. Let's see. Opening. Oh my God! You've really got it sealed. Oh, probably yeah. Is there an animal in here? That opening it for me. Uh, From this side. Yeah. Okay. We're opening. There's tape all over the box. Continue to open. I really appreciate the work you put in here. This is uh, we've got some tissue now. This is an audio rainbow, rainbow for the listener. Save the tissue. <laughs> Save. We're coming out, coming out, and now, <laughs> now it's a gift bag oh. inside. <laughs> Save the gift bag. Okay, now we've got some tissue. More tissue. Okay. <laughs> I'm pulling out what is now another gift <laughs> gift box with, uh, with a ribbon and a bow. So we're opening this. Save the ribbon. <laughs> I'm opening. I'm opening. Now we've got some tissue. We'll slowly pull this out. We're pulling it out. And Ooh. then we've got a little, almost like a magic bag. Yeah, velvet bag. Yeah, gorgeous velvet bag and kind of a Save midnight blue. We're opening. We're pulling out. This doesn't feel like a gift wrap. <laughs> oh, this is very sweet. It's a Bridger's Nook uh, apple uh, cinnamon spice white birch country crayon candle. Yes. <laughs> Why did you bring this? I made it. You made this? I made you uh, your own little nook. This, I, I, this is what I assume you have a nook in your house. This I've got I, nooks everywhere. It's what I assume it smells like or it will smell like when you cozy up with a nice cup of coffee and a good book. Oh, it smells great. Yeah. Is candle making new to your life? Mm-hmm. How did you get into this? <laughs> well, I kept buying jars that I thought were really cute and I didn't <laughs> want to throw away. So I was like, what could I do with a bunch of jars? And I get it from my mom, too. She has a cabinet filled with jars. Right. Um, I'm a crafter. And so I was like how do you make candles? And so then I researched how to make candles and bought the wicks, the the glue to stick the wick to the bottom. And then I started with beeswax, but that was too expensive. Okay. And so I do soy wax. And so what is the process then? Walk me, a, you know, a bird's eye view of candle making. I'm very curious. Well, you get salsa jars from Trader Joe's or garlic, minced garlic jars from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Or you go to Goodwill, you look for little fun Goodwill mugs. Has all sorts of glass. Yeah, little, get creative. Um, and then you go to candlemaker.com to buy scents. Okay. They have like a billion scents. And are they like um, essentially like essential oils? Is yeah, that what they're like two, little two ounce bottles. Cheap, like three ninety nine a bottle. The shipping's expensive. I'm giving you more prices. <laughs> I want a price on everything. <laughs> I'm adding these up in my head. <laughs> um, so I get like, I was like, oh, it's uh, 
autumn's coming, so I'll get like apple is trending. Right. It's, there's a new apple drink at Starbucks. So I, I didn't some, know they had an apple drink. It's yeah, they tried to make it bigger than the pumpkin spice, but pumpkin Good spice luck. I mean, it's still just, took over. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing you can do at this point. So I got apple spice, like some pumpkin spice, some vanilla, tobacco is a nice scent if you mm-hmm. mix it well with something, um, cranberry. And so you get all these bottles delivered, you get the uh, soy wax, and then you need to get a metal pitcher okay. to put in a pot that's filled with water, boiling water, and you put the wax in the pitcher, okay, like the little beads. Right. And then it melts down, and once it's all melted down, you put... I prefer to put a lot of the scented oil in so that it's... Right, you want to get a smell. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to be kind of a, what a crayon. Yeah. And so I mix and match. Sometimes I fail, sometimes I win. I feel like this is a mixture of nice it scents. It smells lovely. And then you pour it in. You, uh, you know, make the wick taut by putting like... I use chopsticks okay. across the top of it and like tape the wick to it so it stands straight up. And Otherwise, I, it'll sink in or yeah, something? Yeah, be weird and then I pour in the wax and then you let it sit for 12 hours or you go to sleep you wake up the next morning cut the chopstick off and you're good to go wow was it a difficult process to learn it feels like a pretty straightforward it's straightforward yeah I think the fun part is like oh you can also get like dyes for the wax right is this one dyed it's kind of like yeah I put in like caramel color and you make your own labels oh Milheiser's candles it says on the uh, label this is beautiful (laughs) Um, how many candles have you made at this point? I guess I've been doing it almost off and on for a full year. So maybe like 50. Oh, wow. That's a decent amount. Uh, varying sizes, I imagine. Varying sizes, What's yeah. the biggest one you've made? I made a... There was a bowl that looked like a pumpkin. Okay. And so I put three wicks in there and made it oh, big. Oh, great. And did you do a pumpkin smell? Mm-hmm. Okay, lovely. Uh, you know what? Like, there are... Obviously, candles that you can spend like hundreds of dollars on. Mm-hmm. There's such a range. I don't feel like I can tell any diff. I feel like I could get one off of the clearance rack at Target and I would have as good of a time as with one that costs $170. Yes. Is that how you feel? Yes, that's how I feel. I don't know how you get to... I feel like I'm just like my taste level is so low that I'm satisfied by, thank God, always the cheapest thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah, I avoid spoiling myself. Other and then it, because I feel like once you do, you can't go back. Yeah, but I I love every type of candle. Good. Do you have a ty- favorite type of smell? I really like musky, like tobacco, vanilla. Yes, but it's not the season for that right now. I feel like the season it's like cinnamon spice and mm-hmm. like all that types of smell. So I think cinnamon spices and vanilla. But other than this season, I like tobacco smelly. Tobacco to me feels like fall. The only season I can't really put my finger on for a candle is summer. Summer. Mm. Yeah, what could that? Maybe citrus or something. Yeah, lemon. Lemon, right? And are you giving these away as gifts? Or are you making them all for yourself? I'm gathering. I uh, start the <laughs> gift making process for the holidays kind of early, getting ideas, and I start crafting. I have a lot of nieces and nephews, okay. and I feel like anything you give them, they're kind of like thanks, and they forget who. Gave it to them sure. type of thing. Ungrateful. Right. Totally ungrateful. <laughs> and so I feel like if I show putting some love into a gift, being like, I made this for you, they'll kind of look at it differently or just feel a different appreciation for it other than just like getting a video game or something. Right. Or if they forget about it, it'll be, just be even more heartbreaking. <laughs> so that, like yeah. the emotions are even higher. The stakes are through the roof. Where are those tie-dye sweatshirts I made you, you all last year? <laughs> 
Um, oh, that's very nice. Are uh, your nieces and nephews of the age where they want a candle? Well, I found a Yoda, baby Yoda glassware or something. Okay. And so I, I made a candle. Doing a baby Yoda of everything at this point. Yeah. So I made my uh, nephew, he's 17. Okay. So I made it for him. And it, Was it green? Yeah. I made it like green and like a pine and moss smell oil Ooh. scented. So it was kind of like funky a little bit. Moss is a good, because I feel like Yoda, I, when I imagine Yoda, he's in a swamp or yeah. something. Yeah. Wow. You're really getting into the theming of this. Yeah. I really appreciate that. But they're not really the age. They're in college, out of college. That feels like a good candle. Senior. That's the beginning of candle using. Okay. I feel like if they were high school and younger, they're at home, their parents have candles. They want more of a, what does a, a teen want? They want, they, they want a lava lamp, let's be honest. Uh, they yeah. all want a lava, lava, lava lamp. lamp. From Spencer's. <laughs> yes, from Spencer's. I wrote on the, his label, my nephew's label, I was like, this would be good to cover up your farts. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your room smelling nice. Where is your family at? New Jersey, okay. basic, mostly New Jersey, yeah. Can a candle be taken on as a carry-on item? I just brought a candle to someone. I went on a trip and my bag was flagged and they had to go through it and wipe down the candle to make sure it wasn't like a bomb or anything. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I mean, there's a wick. Yeah, yeah, there's a wick. It's like a little fuse. Yeah. That could, I mean, be a really <laughs> obvious bomb. <laughs> um, so I guess you have to put it in your check bags. Okay. You never know what they're going to flag you for. Um, what else are you crafting? I made an ugly little jewelry box for my niece for her birthday where I shellacked seashells I got at the shore the summer. Right. And then I painted it and shellacked it some more. It was hideous, but what else? I, I bet that was charming. What was her reaction to it? I don't know. Oh. She never thanked me. Okay. <laughs> Usually I'm expecting thank you cards, but um, I make ice cream. So that's like a, not crafting, but like... How... Do you have like an ice cream machine? Mm -hmm. I feel like ice cream making is... It seems very temperamental. Feels like you could end up with a bad product easily. We got the Jenny's cookbook for ice cream. Oh. So that taught me how to like use eggs and make right. a, like a curd. Like a, like a custard. Custard, yeah. Yes. I've made corn ice cream, which is really fun and tasty it didn't have pieces of corn in it no okay. but i milked the cob <laughs> oh yeah i milked that cob i you <laughs> scrape you take off all the corn kernels oh, right and then you slide a knife down the side of it and all this juice comes out and oh, so you I put hate that this. into a bowl <laughs> and then you put all the corn and that juice into heavy cream mm -hmm. and cook it a little like st steeping it in right. it and then you drain wow. all the milk out and leave the corn behind what did it, i'm trying to imagine what that's tasty is it like um and then you dye it yellow does it taste like a corn pops or like a corn cereal like corn um like, you know the corn cookie from milk bar yes it's, it's like that okay that i can get behind yeah. that because i'm not a corn eater but i feel like there's so many corn products that we oh all i love, love corn I feel like I'm the one person on earth who doesn't enjoy corn. Cream corn. Oh, I, I mean, like, what a horrible way to serve any food. <laughs> it just spreads all over the plate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but uh, a corn ice cream I might be able to get behind. What other flavors have you made? I've made mint chocolate chip, coffee. I made a peanut butter and Reese's peanut butter cup and chocolate ice oh, cream delicious. recently. It's fun to like if somebody like I just made an ice cream flavor for somebody just got out of the hospital for something 
And so it's like, oh, I'll make her an ice cream. And it's fun just to like, you know, you can draw a label on the carton. Right. And it's, it's, very, I mean, it's adjacent to candle making yeah. in a lot of ways. It's kind of, it's it's a cheap, nice, easy right. gift. Yeah. Right. And fun to make. And yeah. With the let me ask you about the mint chocolate chip because there's I feel like within the last ten years, a lot of ice cream places have begun making mint ice cream that tastes like the herb mint. Mm-hmm. Is that what yours was like, or was because I am not I we have to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. It tastes like plants. Did you use just like a mint extract? I used a mint extract, but. I also used mint leaves. It did the recipe didn't call for mint leaves. Oh, you but went I overboard. Wanted, but I wanted to like steep the milk in mint leaves uh-huh. because I had mint leaves. So I apologize. <laughs> I just wanted to be, you know, more professional with this mint chocolate chip. <laughs> I just feel like that's, I think I went overboard. Yeah, I feel like that's just a bad trend that's got to go away. I feel like no one actually. It feels good in theory, mm-hmm. but it's the sort of thing where you kind of want it to be an artificial candy flavor. And I've just got to, you know, we've got to get the word out of that. And I also like it, the mint chocolate chip to be green. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't want it to be like white, kind of off white. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not fun. And I, I mean, how am I supposed to possibly know that that's mint if it's not like a neon green? Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of complaints about current ice cream trends <laughs> i mean like right now like obviously oh there's a squirrel running through the yard hello squirrel oh good for it it's just out doing its thing um are, are you into the sort of thing like salt and straw putting turkey in their ice cream i haven't dabbled that much in salt and straw okay i have their cookbook but oh, i haven't wow. cooked. all these places are giving away their recipes mm-hmm Okay, so you make ice cream, you're making candles. You you obviously love to give things away. Do you like receiving things? I would love to receive things made by people. Like, Right. I always push my mom to give me, like, just draw me something. Because, I don't know, I buy oh. myself what I need. I don't need that. I don't feel like I don't need that much. We don't, I don't know. Right. Is your mom an artist? Yeah. She's an artist in the sense that she can draw. It's not like she's a professional oh, artist. sure, sure. So she enjoys trips to Michael's and Joanne's and like getting like paints and acrylics and painting stuff. As far as craft stores, do you, between Michael's and Joanne, where are you going? I do find myself going to Michael's, but always finding like, I should just go to Joanne's because they have both, all the fabric I need right. and all the crafting materials. Yeah. So I should be going to Joanne's more. Yeah. I feel like when I'm at Joanne's, I leave with what I need. Mm-hmm. When I go to Michael's, I'm frequently disoriented. Mm-hmm. The one I go to is in the same parking lot as nine other giant retailers, so it's just madness. In Glendale? In Glendale. Yeah. Um, World Market and like... World Market, we've got a Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. A Marshall's. Staples. Ross, Staples. It's too many big stores. And there's stores. a store underneath, like underneath the parking lot. Yeah, what is that under there? It was a Halloween store or supermarket? Yes, it was. Yeah. And what is it the rest of the year? It's just a big empty... <laughs> cave down there that's kind yeah. of eerie yeah i should uh, i need to explore that off season because that's a large space to just be kind of dark for nine months out of the year i'm glad we're uh going to the same michaels <laughs> um and then i assume you're at the glendale joanne yes uh, not a particularly well-run store i would say oh no 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 it's a little chaotic in there i do like the michaels self-checkout 
That he, those I didn't lines. know Michaels had a self checkout. Yeah, nobody does. So they're waiting in line. There's a huge line, <laughs> and, and I just bypass everybody, being like, "Watch me." <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the self-checkout, they go, oh. Yeah, Michaels usually has about half a person checking people out. <laughs> and then, so you're there for twi- three times as long as you were shopping. And they don't, and it's also not like a grocery store where you can look at tabloids or whatever while you're waiting. It's like- They have like dollar craft things as you wait in line. You're yes. like, I guess I need this. Or like um, Charleston chews or like mm-hmm. candy that no one wants. Pez and stuff, yeah. Pez, yeah. Just these, uh, they need to- rethink that part of the store if they're going to trap me for there for that long because mm-hmm. it's a waiting room <laughs> not for me um well i think we should play a game okay annalise gift door curse okay wonderful i need a number between one and ten from you seven okay i have to do some light calculating so right now you can recommend promote do whatever you want with the microphone i'll be right back um hey everyone Follow me on Instagram. I have a pretty fun Instagram. Ooh, baguette me nuts. Those are that's a fun Instagram account. I take actors and comedians and put them in a picture with a baguette. They use the baguette as something that's not usually a baguette. Like a baguette could be a lamp. A baguette could be a field hockey stick. Fun things like that. It's called baguette me nuts. Um, Wonderful. Baguette me nuts. Yeah. You're doing that. Mm-hmm. How how long have you been doing that? Since when I first moved to LA in 2012, mm-hmm. my friend and I bought a baguette from Gelson's and went on a hike. And then I posed with the baguette as a bat, like behind on my shoulders. Oh, like sure. This. Very cool pose. And he's like, oh, that's funny. And we were shooting a sketch the next day with like some comedians and we had them use the baguette as something else. And then we just kept asking more and more friends to take pictures with baguettes, using it as something. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I'm wondering if, there, does Italy have a bread that was like an answer to the baguette? I feel like I just recently heard that there's like a, Italy has, it's like focaccia or something. They were like, we need a competitor to the baguette. Or am I making this up, Annalise? I mean, I found a word, filone. And that's a competitor to the baguette. It says another Tuscan bread on the list, similar to the famous French baguette in shape. Interesting. So. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing to need to compete with loaves of bread. You mm-hmm. think that it feels like bread has just been there always. <laughs> but to like for a country to catch wind of like a, a different bread that they have to keep up with, that's uh, baffling. Who cares? We're going to play Gift or a Curse. <laughs> Uh, this is how we play. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. There are correct answers. You can lose. Okay. Number one, this is from a listener named Jake. Gift or a curse, low light photos. A gift. Why? Uh, it's nice to everyone. You know, there's no like harsh light or, um, smooths everybody's faces, uh, imperfections <laughs> out a little bit. It's romantic looking. It's candid. It's not so set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's natural. It's old school a little bit. Yes, of course it's a gift. A bad lighting photo. Now that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Bad lighting or too much lighting. But low light, I feel like it's perfectly fine. And the technology is uh, adapted to it and it can take a 
a fine picture. You can pick, well, that when the technology like is trying to brighten up a dark situation, I feel like that with people it starts to look a little wild mm-hmm. because it overcorrects or whatever. And you do the little like cross thing on your phone that I'm so bad at, where it try to, tries to keep it in place. Are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. That I'm not into, but I don't mind a low light photo. I like a blurry, you know, messy photo. As mm-hmm. long as it's not backlit, it's a gift. Okay, good, very good job so far. All right. Um, number two, this is from someone named Todd. Todd suggested, gift or curse, the New York Times mini crossword. Are you familiar with this? I am, but I have never filled it out. <laughs> <laughs> filled it out. Um, it's a gift to those who are too intimidated by the, the big Crossword puzzle? Do you fill out the big one? No. <laughs> is filling out the the correct usage? Yeah, I feel like it is, but it feels so formal. It makes maybe it... solve. So, yes, thank you, Annalise. <laughs> I have to keep filling this out. <laughs> it seems like something you do at the DMV or something. <laughs> uh very good gift. I love the little mini crossword. I mean, it's for people who are such as myself who are fairly stupid. Uh, it's very easy. Oh, you good. get it done in seconds. It's and you for, can tell people you did the New York Times crossword puzzle. Yeah, you don't have to mention that it was only, it took you 40 seconds. Uh, it's uh, very simple. It's probably mostly, it's like a child level difficulty. Oh, wow. But it's a nice little thing I do in the morning that makes me feel at least like my cognitive functions are not completely collapsing. So it's a gift. I, I don't think I've ever filled out the big one. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll. I have, but none of the answers were right. (laughs) (laughs) Completely wrong answers. (laughs) That would be a feat to be able to fill in fill it in completely. I didn't even look at the clues. I just put in (laughs) words. That feels like a a, to be able to do a reverse crossword where you have to guess the clues. You just have a full crossword, and then you write down some. That feels like a failing business idea. Uh, okay, you've got two out of two so far. Uh, number three, this is from Kara. Kara Clank, actually. Oh, who's hi, Kara. A, we love Kara. Uh, she suggested, uh, gift or a curse, writing social media posts in your child's voice, e.g., I'm turning one today, I love cake. Um, I think that's a gift. I, my children, I have a dog and a half, and uh, I share custody with the dog. Oh, sure, sure. And I am always giving them voices and yeah, and they talk a lot in those voices. Um, so yeah, I think uh, parents with real kids would do the same thing. <laughs> what sort of thing are you writing for the dogs to say? You have to tell the truth. Always truth. <laughs> That's my dog, Charlie. <laughs> Can I snuggle? Yes, Charlie. <laughs> I am snuggling. It's gift. true. It's, it's a gift. gift. Yeah. It's a gift. It's we true. love to hear from. And you've now won the game. Which hey! is, it's a rare. I feel like there are very few people who have won the game. Look, I love when parents are taking, they're turning the social media into a creative writing exercise. They're speaking for someone else. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of <laughs> watching it unfold and we're uncomfortable with it. We don't know exactly what to do, but you can't blame them. They don't know. So, you know, a lot of people just. They're out there doing their thing on social media. And if they decide to write in the child's voice, who am I to say, I don't have a child. Yeah. What would I write? 
Well, I would. I definitely wouldn't write in my child's voice. <laughs> but we love to see it anyway. I mean, we have to wonder what Kara, where Kara lies. I mean, where her opinion lies on this. My guess is something different. Uh, knowing Kara, I would assume she's got a different opinion on that. But uh, you got three out of three. All right. Very nicely played. Uh, I never okay. win anything. <laughs> you get nothing. But you do get to feel nice about yourself. Okay, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com with all kinds of questions. We're really encouraging the listener. And listener, I hope you're listening. You don't have to write in about gift suggestions. Write in what whatever you want, any type of question. You know, I'm getting tired of giving gift advice, but uh, do whatever you want. Write in. They've got problems. We help them solve their problems, that sort of thing. Will you help me answer a listener question? Mm-hmm. Okay, let Always. me get into the doc here. Let's see. Um, okay, this says, Dear Bridger and Funny Guest. That's very nice. Oh, thank You're you. You're getting all kinds of compliments towards hello, the hello. podcast. <laughs> uh, this is every Christmas and birthday. I rack my brain for a gift for my brother and could really use your help. And by the way, I now feel bad that I say I don't, I don't want to give gift suggestions, and this person is now asking for that sort of advice. Not my problem. Uh, okay, so I could really use your help. He has everything. My brother mm-hmm. is the type of person who buys himself whatever he wants and more. He also has very fancy taste. So some things that he likes, for instance, tech items or home decor, are out of my budget. I've gotten him countless bottles of liquor and every Chicago sports memorabilia I can think of over the years. He lives in South Carolina with his wife and Labradoodle, loves to travel and plays golf. I'm getting getting an interesting picture of this brother. Uh, What do you get the person who has everything? Sincerely, Sam. All right. So her brother's kind of a hard right uh, Republican living in South Carolina. Um, with his labradoodle and wife, and they're on the golf course. He's got everything. Everyone has everything. <laughs> it's true. Adult. I mean, as an adult, you basically have the. You get the things you, you want. Need. Something you order it. It comes right. the next day. It's yeah. There's no. There, growing up, you'd get somebody like a VHS of a movie or something, or like a CD. There's lots of gift options now. Right. There's just like cards. Uh, gift cards, which are boring. So, like, I mean, crafting, like, I have a brother who's, you know, married with kids, uh, army lawyer. Um, I always craft something on Zazzle.com. Zazzle, is this so like... I guess that's not me crafting, but Zazzle.com, like, you could put a picture on, like, a mug or a plate oh, or sure, a of shirt course, or a blanket. Right. My brother, growing up, he... He took care of our, my dog when my mom and I went to Disney World. It came back. The dog ran away. It was his fault. Oh, he no. got a dog, a golden retriever. He couldn't take care of it. He gave it to my parents. They ended up raising it. He got a basset hound. He couldn't take care of it. He gave it to my parents. They raised it. He oh, got, this person is filling shelters. He got Yeah, he got another dog. He returned it to the shelter. I think got another dog and returned it to the shelter. So one Christmas, I made him... I got. I made coasters with all those dogs that he failed to take care of on each coaster <laughs> with a no smoking cigarette circle over each dog. He's like, How did he these are all. <laughs> they laughed. It was very funny because yeah. And so now his girls, when they get a new dog, they're like, I don't want this one to be a coaster. <laughs> 
what is driving him to continue getting dogs? It's clearly it's not a insane. situation he, he can he, handle. He, he has a huge dog. He's great. My brother's great. Uh, he has a Mastiff now, okay. which I'm like, oh my goodness, but... He loves dogs. Our family loves dogs, so like he keeps trying. But. It's this addiction that he can't quite handle. That's a nice. So you go to Zazzle, you do that. Yeah. that's a nice thing. Or there, uh, I'm putting on my jacket right now. I don't want to freak you out. Of course, I'm, gonna, I'm getting a little chill. We also growing up took photo booth pictures on the Jersey Boardwalk like every summer. Oh. So I gathered all those together and organized them in order. So you see us age, and then I had that printed on aluminum. On Zazzle.com. And that was a cool gift. It feels like you're, like creating gifts for you is truly taking up months of your life. Yes. It's <laughs> an ongoing process. I start, like, I'm like, yeah, think ahead. I mean, I will say right now I'm trying to create a T-shirt for my boyfriend, and it's taking a lot of time, and I'm using one of these services. And I hope that I do, because now I'm saying it on the podcast. What if I don't give it to him, and then he's going to be furious? <laughs> But maybe it'll be nice. It'll be a little something of what could have been. Yeah. It does, if you're not a graphic designer or if you're just kind of stumbling through Photoshop, it takes a minute. Mm -hmm. And you want it to look nice. You don't want to give him garbage. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, Sam here could think, easily do this. I think she can find a picture of them when they were younger or something, put it on a mug or. How about a, a clip art of like a golf ball? I put, a, put your picture on a golf ball. <laughs> There, you know, you get on these sites, they have all of the clip art. Mm -hmm. Just put some of the different clip art on a shirt. <laughs> Maybe the words Labradoodle, or the word Labradoodle. And uh, he loves to travel. You could put a globe on there. So it's kind of a, you know, a little bit of everything for mm -hmm. the brother. And you put that on the front and back of a sweatshirt. And that's a, a thoughtful, confusing gift that... Um, <laughs> He's certainly not going to get himself. No one else will get it for him. And, I mean, the countless bottles of liquor she's talking about, he or she or they, uh, it, it feels like you could easily just keep getting this person liquor. Yeah, but that goes away. You know what? I think the actual problem here is that Sam doesn't even care about her brother. I think she's trying to care about her brother. She wants to get something that's going to last and he's going to look at and think of her. I feel like there's a huge disconnect. There's, I mean, they, there's, there's so few details about the brother. They're all kind of things like that anyone could point out. I feel like Sam has just got to disconnect. Cut off the relationship. Cut off the relationship. One less worry. One less worry. Who knows where Sam lives? Obviously not in South Carolina. I don't know where the Chicago element of this, I mean, that throws me off in another enormous way. Um, so Sam is, could be in another country for all we know, stressing about the brother. The brother doesn't care about the gifts. I think that this is kind of the, this is the year that Sam just says, closes the door and says, I'm not getting gifts anymore. It's over. It's over. That is actually, and I will say, uh, with siblings, when you both agree not to get each other a gift, incredible feeling. My sister and I have started doing that. <laughs> I, I mean, we're both so happy with it. To just, it's like one less thing you have to think about during the holidays. Do you get something small, like a tote bag? Uh, we get we get each other nothing. nothing. I'm getting her ki her daughter's things, mm -hmm. so I feel like that's kind of the where my gift giving energy is. I mean, where is her gift giving energy gone for me? That's a, another question. 
she's not buying my dog anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I am putting in a lot more work, but uh, at least I don't have to think about one other thing. And so I guess all of my siblings are not giving each other anything, and I don't know what that says about our family or <laughs> the dynamics uh, we've got going there. But, uh, you know, if you can, if it's a good thing, if you're like both happy not to be giving a gift, it's a nice feeling. So maybe Sam could figure that out with a brother. Sam has options. Candles, ice cream, uh, the t-shirt that I described. Uh, endless options. I think... I... No. Go ahead. I, I, another thing I made that it w- would be a fun gift is switch out the Guess Who characters with family members. Wow. That's an incredible idea. So that'd be fun for Sam to play with their brother. Or like if you get, they don't see each other a lot, like you can get like family members and switch out. That feels like something, I mean, Milton Bradley or whatever company makes Guess Who should have a website. They should. Oh, that's such a smart idea. Where you upload all of your friends or family and then they send you a custom version of it. Oh my God. I mean, it would probably cost a fortune, but I feel like everyone would want that. And you could fill it with whoever you want. Yeah. Copyrighted photos, whatever you want. Leonardo Just, DiCaprio's in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Put all sorts of <laughs> celebrities. Wow, I feel like that's an excellent option. Or you can just print them off on your computer and tape them over the mm-hmm. regular game. How does Guess Who work? Your Do you have little Does boards? your person have a hat on? No. And then you flip down all the people. Oh, right. You flip. There's the flipping. Yeah. So you would have to tape them on or whatever. Yeah. Milton Bradley. Is that the game? Is there another competing game company? I don't know that there is. Did you say Milton Bradley? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only I one. I feel like there's one <laughs> Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. Those are the two, and then there are kind of none others. Except for the, you know, ones that Mattel? are. Making... No, that's Barbie. Yeah, that's Barbie. I don't know that they're as much into the board games. I don't know who's making the Ouija board that you can buy at the grocery store, but that's always an interesting one. <laughs> That's a, such a funny thing to see on the aisles, just among like next to snakes and ladders or shoots and ladders or whatever. Then there's just a thing to contact the devil. <laughs> uh, but um, Sam has gotten so, I mean, more than enough advice. Hopefully they can take that information away and just do whatever. I don't know. It's, uh, there's only so much I can do. I know. And you put in so much work. It's uh, hopefully Sam can appreciate that. Well, I have my nice little candle here. I have rooms in my home that need candles. Uh, this says specifically nook. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it only works in the nook. I'll put it in my breakfast nook. Good. Um, <laughs> and just have light that every morning while I'm reading and eating breakfast, and I'll think of you, and it'll uh, confuse my senses while I'm tasting something else and drinking coffee. And I'll also get the, uh, what is it again? Apple, cinnamon, spice, white birch, <laughs> country cranberry. So that was me pouring in all these bottles of scents, hopefully. <laughs> just kind of your leftovers. You're just like, <laughs> I've got to get rid of some of this. <laughs> Um, I, I really appreciate a nice little candle. I feel like, and you you did say gift cards are boring, but I feel like candles and gift cards are much maligned gifts that I think are, I welcome. I will take either. Good, okay. I mean, a uh, custom candle is a little more thoughtful. Out I'll of take, a garlic jar. I'll take one you found at Home Goods, like, you know, lying on the floor. I don't care. Candle's a candle. And, uh, Everyone can use a candle. Can I give also advice if anybody wants to save jars? 
you boil some water and white vinegar with a little dish soap. Right. Drop the jars in, leaving them in there, turn the water off, leave them in there for 20 minutes. The labels just fall off. Oh. All the glue comes off too. That feels like a criminal thought of that for another thing. And then that's kind of transferred to the craft <laughs> world. It's like like how you like get stamps off of a, an envelope or something to commit mail fraud or something like that. I feel like that is that has nefarious origins. But uh, that's a good idea. I feel like there's so many things with that adhesive all over them. Yeah, white vinegar, white vinegar, dish soap, and boiling water, so. and your house will smell nice and clean. Yeah, yeah. The You're vinegar, not into the, the white vinegar, vinegar smell. No, that's the bad part. <laughs> I don't mind that smell. I feel like it smells like mopping the floor. I must be getting bad vinegar. That's not a bad idea for a candle. <laughs> I got white you a vinegar, vinegar candle. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've had such a wonderful time with you here today. I'm glad that you were able to make it through the criminal justice system. You were able to uh, actually aid a criminal. Mm-hmm. Put some money in a criminal's there. pocket. Yeah. He's probably taking advantage of more brothers right now. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to do the same one day. But thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Listener, the podcast is over. You know, it's time to do something else. I don't know what it'll be. Uh, I hope it's nice. I hope you have a nice time. And Oh, I guess it is the holidays, so I hope you're having ho- a happy-ish nice-ish holiday season. The podcast is over. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Ben Tolliday. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here. Thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!